Have you ever wanted an instruction manual for your life? Something that went over the stuff that isn't always obvious? Or even some of the stuff that is? My name is Sarah Ramsey. I'm a singer, voice, performance, and growth coach, and I've spent a lifetime open to the lessons behind our experiences and seeking out pathways to becoming more enlightened, better humans. And I'm Dr. Stefan Rabnett. I've been a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine for over 20 years, and I'm also a Jay Shetty certified life coach. I've long been fascinated with our human superpowers, the ones we don't quite have the instruction manual for, and I'm forever curious about how we can unlock them. Welcome to This Big Life Podcast, where we have deeper conversations about the nature of existence, our place in it, and how we can leverage these things to create the life we want. Basically, we're bringing the woo-woo to you, you. But don't worry, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Hi, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of This Big Life Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about humor, laughter, and its role in neuroplasticity, brain development, and just life in general. I like this topic a lot because I think overall, laughter and humor almost used to seem like a luxury. It used to seem like this thing that only if we had time for and only if everything else kind of would we allow ourselves to laugh. Like life is serious. We have to achieve. We have to do things. And that comes first and then maybe joy and laughter. At least that was kind of the narrative when I was younger and growing up. And I am very pleased to say that science has told us completely otherwise, that humor actually plays a very important role in creation and so well, let's dive in. Sarah, what do you got to say? <laughs> well, I, I, I just want to start by touching on exactly what you just touched on, actually, that I, I really um, I think it's important to tease apart that concept that um, the space for laughter and joy, which is sort of the underlying place for humor and laughter, right? It, it bubbles up from joy. Um, and that is not a thing that we have to earn in our lives. It is not earned time. That is, that's like the wellspring that everything else comes from. So if you can spend more time in joy and the expression of laughter and humor, there's, um, yeah, I think that that is a really important piece of creativity. I Very think much so. humor can be used as a, a, you know, deflection, as a protection mechanism. So there is a dark side to it, potentially, totally. or, you know, some shadow work to it. Um, but I think if it's coming from a really authentic place, that is not a thing we need to earn. Absolutely. That's the Absolutely. starting line. Yeah. No, it's not a luxury at all. It's, um, it's really, really important. And, yeah. um, it is, 
there's so, and it's nice because there's so obviously so many different types of humor and just kind of going back to what you said, like, yeah, it's like even positivity can be quote unquote toxic or yep. is we can use anything. Right. And there's, you know, appropriateness is as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I know, um, I can be in this boat too. Like there's a reason why there's a saying, oh, that's too soon, right? Like, (laughs) and we're laughing about it, but it's true, right? Like there's can be, there's, there's a place and, you know, it's like anything. I think sometimes humor um, is, is a coping mechanism. It it can, we can interject something and it, it, you know, potentially not appropriate. And that in essence makes it more about us than, you know, a potential situation, but still it's, um, it really is a gift. And mm-hmm. it is something that um, uh, I, I think we're slowly starting as a society to give our, ourselves permission more to laugh. And, um, you know, it does open up, a, again, a can of worms, even of the kind of stuff we're talking about in terms of, well, what's funny and what's offensive, right? Like what, and mm-hmm. it is a bit of a gray area. It isn't something where you can say, well, if it's, you know, hateful or derogatory or something, well, then that's not okay. Well, you know, the, that line in and of itself is is a bit blurry. So, anyways. Watch, watch any awards show oh, and you will see yeah. how blurry that line is. Right? Mr. Ricky Gervais. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And then we have the whole, well, like, Chris Rock, Will Smith, Peace. And, like, those those shows seem to highlight the gray area. Because absolutely. those are people who are, are really trying to push the envelope, right? Totally. Absolutely. Right. And to get like kind of a shock factor and stuff. And yeah. um, it, uh, and in general, one of the reasons why humor is so effective for our brains and learning is because it does use different regions of our brain. We have to associate and bring kind of certain things together. So the communication between different regions of our brain happens a little bit differently and mm-hmm. I think sometimes even when you're going for more um, sociological context that is going to have more of a charge, it's different from saying something, you know, along the lines of, hey, I, I, I've started a boating business from my attic and the sales are going through the roof. <laughs> so, and just as an aside, I am very proud that I can now, I'm I've legally entered the dad joke you, category. You really have. I'm and a father you're of two. Nailing it, <laughs> and I am embracing it full force. Because <laughs> no one, maybe, maybe the roofing community somehow was offended by that one. But I think, I think, generally speaking, there's that type of humor. And again, even just. Um, you know, I look uh, like, you know, our four and a half year old Leo, he loves mm-hmm. telling jokes, right? Like they're like, <laughs> and it's like, Toddler you know, jokes are the best because <laughs> it's like, because you're laughing obviously for different kind of reasons and context and stuff like that. You're laughing. Don't make any sense. <laughs> none, none, but it does to him somehow. And it mm-hmm. doesn't matter because you're seeing this joy eruption, right? This explosion mm-hmm. of kind of ridiculous laughter and it's infectious, right? And that's yeah. kind of something that, that, that is wonderful. Anyways. There is nothing better than that moment I mean, even take the toddler out of the situation. And I guess Leo's not really a toddler anymore, but I don't know what you call no, that fair. stage. Any, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, that moment 
where you are with people and I, th- I think this usually happens when you're with people where there's a lot of trust and and established relationships yes. where something triggers the giggles and it might not be an outright joke but some you know some situation triggers the giggles and then you guys start you know piling onto it and you all end up laughing to the point that you feel like you're going to throw up. <laughs> totally. And that, you know, that laughing till you can't breathe, laughing till you, that unquenchable sense of laughter, there is something that is so full body joy, full body um restorative fills you up it fills your cup in a way that nothing else does totally it transcends logic in the sense that it's greater than the sum of its parts right like Mm because it just integrates absolutely everything and I, i think that you touch on i think you know two things that it's that humor is so good for and one of them is connection right like there's an aspect of connection like we connect with the audience like you know it's like or the people around us right it's just how you know, someone, I remember being in school and somebody laughs and then you start laughing. You don't even know why you're laughing, but you can't stop yeah. laughing. And it's just this connection of experience. And that is something at hum- as humans, one, we crave, two, we need. And yep. three, when we get it, we thrive. And so that, um, uh, it, it's important, right? And that connection aspect is, 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 is really good. And I just have, um, uh, I guess another question here. Like, do you remember like some of the first things that you found funny, like different shows, different comics, different things? Hmm. I, I don't remember as a young child. I don't remember what I found funny. I remember that by the time I got to, um, like early teenagehood. So I'm talking like, you know, probably... 11, 12, 13, that sort of space. Um, I would watch every episode I could find on TV of Three's Company because <laughs> John Ritter's um, like slapstick, full body humor was hilarious. And let's be fair, Absolutely. it wasn't like the crazy situations that the girls and Mr. Roper and like it wasn't <laughs> the the actual setting of that show was quite ridiculous. And especially you look at it in modern times and like holy cow, having yes. to pass <laughs> off a male roommate as being gay to make it acceptable. Like so much that is so wrong <laughs> there now, right? But at the time, it it wasn't those details that I found funny. It was, um, it was the the slapstick humor. John John Ritter was brilliant at that stuff. Absolutely, the physical comedy, like, and I would at five thirty every day. Absolutely, that's funny. I remember that time. Yeah, no, it was. It was. It yeah. was. Uh, <laughs> That was that was an incredible piece. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I loved I loved Three's Company as well. I remember, and it still might be my favorite movie is Airplane, which came out like 1979, yeah. 1980, and just I think for me personally, ridiculousness has always 
been high on my list of values, I guess. Like mm-hmm. to be able to even see anything in life with a little bit of ridiculousness, still honoring it somehow. But the ridiculousness of it always spoke to me because like, let's be honest, life is pretty ridiculous. And mm-hmm. we do tend to take ourselves rather seriously. And yes, out of necessity, we have to live, we have to thrive, we have to get by. But there's a ridiculousness to life. And that was one of the truths that I definitely saw. So airplane, definitely. And Mm -hmm. as a comic, I still have them. It's on my little bookshelf back here is the far side. (laughs) I absolutely Mm -hmm. I went through a phase in high school. And I, I remember when I actually I think it was even in university, I was like, man, the world would be a better place if Gary Larson was in charge. And I literally thought that because <laughs> he had a capacity. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I guarantee you he would have zero interest in that likely. Gary, yeah. if you're listening, I don't mean to speak for you, but if you are listening, <laughs> thank you. Anyways, the um, his capacity to capture expression in such simple little lines, right? And then context mm-hmm. and not in a laid out elaborate presentation of story, but one frame, right? Yeah. To be able to get everything uh, has been a gift. And, I, and I've, I've always um, really appreciated the capacity for people to be creative and be creative with humor. And yeah, um, yeah and I think... You know, again, like going back to that aspect of connection is, is, is it is, it, it does tap into a biological kind of imperative and that's safety, right? Like when we laugh and we connect and we know other people are laughing, whether or not you're um, watching the same show or the same, you know, stand up comic, excuse me, or <laughs> you just know somebody else <clears throat> is laughing at you when you're doing a podcast because you can't talk properly. <laughs> That, you know, or they're kind of reading, they're reading something somewhere else, you know, that someone else is also finding this funny. And the Mm -hmm. fact that you know that, um, because I think we also, especially growing up, humor is one of those interesting things that sometimes we feel like we, I know I did, so I can't speak for everybody. I also Mm -hmm. know I'm not alone in this, is that I got a weird sense of humor. So you, you kind of almost feel like, Am I just weird? Like, like, so the fact that you find something that you're laughing at and you know that somebody else is laughing at kind of has that sense of connection and you're like, okay, yeah. maybe I'm not the only weird one. And that yeah. had value. You know, it had value to me, definitely kind of doing that. I think that shared piece is interesting as we move into, um, like, you know, in our long- younger lives, childhood, university, age, um, there are those pieces where you're like very aware and conscious that, Oh my God, I have a, um, I have a weird sense of humor and, um, are they with me or am I being judged for this? Right. Totally. So it, it's like this sort of weird place to navigate. And I think, um, as we become adults or hopefully as we become adults, there's more ownership of this is, this is it. I love this. And you can come with me or, or don't, but it doesn't, if you don't, I'm still loving this. Totally. And I think that that's an interesting process when you move into adulthood and you're like the TV shows, what are the TV shows that make you actually laugh out loud? What are the movies that make you actually laugh out loud? And are those things different when you're watching it in a movie theater with other people 
versus when you're watching it in your living room alone. How much, how much of that um, shared experience affects it? I mean, I know I'm not a huge fan of stand-up comics, to be honest, but I have seen a couple um, comedy shows in person. I laugh way more in person because you get going with the crowd than totally. I ever do watching a stand-up comic do their set on a Netflix recording or whatever. It's Absolutely. a different experience. You know? Absolutely it is. Yeah. No, that's definitely a good point. Cause it is a different experience, right? Cause you're, mm-hmm. you have this different aspect of connection and shared things and your threshold is definitely different, right? I think it's mm-hmm. this is what you're saying is like, you can watch Netflix, especially if you were by yourself watching it at home and you could mm-hmm. listen to a joke or you might kind of, you know, chuckle internally or whatever. But if you, if yeah. that same joke and you hadn't heard before was in live with a bunch of people or even in a movie with a bunch of people, you would likely laugh a lot easier, right? Like there's a, there's almost, cause I think like situation gives us permission. Well, if they start laughing, you start laughing. Totally. Yeah. And it's just like kind of this combustible thing that can, um, that can unfold. Yeah, no, yeah. it's uh, it's really you know I I love it. One thing I don't like, I don't like Russian dolls because they're so full of themselves. <laughs> You're nailing the dad jokes. You know that I wasn't going to pass up the opportunity to throw in a few dad jokes like during this, I so this. I apologize to all of our listeners, but. <laughs> But I don't at the same time. You know what? I love dad jokes because they're clean. Totally. Right? Everybody yeah. can enjoy them. They're corny. They, yeah. And they make me, they do. They make me laugh. Yeah. So I what agree. are the shows that like as an adult or movies or whatever, as an adult actually make you laugh out loud, which is different uh. than finding something funny but it's an internal experience. I think, well, interestingly enough, I find that I, I find more, I find often humor more sometimes in TV shows than some movies. I've definitely watched some movies mm-hmm. and there's been funny bits, but the mm-hmm. ability, like, like a show that I've been, I absolutely love and not alone with this one is the office. Absolutely love the yeah. office. And especially like, you know, any series like season two, like three or four where the characters are developed, you know, and there's good mm-hmm. writing and something where you anticipate they have that aspect of anticipation and familiarity, like definitely laugh because all the context, everything's already set up from the years of mm-hmm. whatever. And then, so I find, so that's a show, like definitely the office. And again, it's interesting because yep. even looking, re rewatching it, like as we have at times, even some of that, you're like, oh yeah, that wouldn't, that's, that would be different humor today. Like our humor, like, yep. like with context and society does change a lot, but yeah. I do, um, like uh, Steve Carell as, as Michael Scott is, yeah. is an yeah. absolute gift, right? Like he's, his ability to just have that somehow lovable but totally dolt kind of aspect is yep. is incredible and i i absolutely love that show and so so some similar shows like that that develop it like i did really like um you know parks and rack um i did do mm. a phase of really liking community as well i thought that that was really yeah, yeah. again liked, you yeah. have to have the actors and then also the um the the writing oh the first three seasons of arrested development 
mm-hmm. absolutely hit me at the right time. I thought that 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 is still absolutely brilliant. Like how they the ensemble, everything, everything about that show, oh, the first three it seasons, was a, anyways. A brilliant, brilliant, brilliant ensemble cast. That was one of those shows that I found funny, but not laugh out loud funny. Interesting. So I, that's what uh, I mean about like there's a yeah, different totally. experience. I loved that show and I found it very entertaining and very funny, but it it wasn't I wasn't laughing out loud. I find there are very few shows that actually trigger that for me. And as a result, <laughs> we rotate. We have like four shows that are to my husband Steve and myself that we find laugh out loud funny. And we watch them like the complete run of the show over and over and over again in a cycle because there's nothing we rarely find anything new that holds that same experience. Part of it is the familiarity, but part of it is also just the um, the fact that it it reliably triggers that yeah um, that that. Uh, that response, you know? <laughs> so we watch like on rotation, the office is one of them. Uh, Will and Grace. I know it's old, but it's still, that was another brilliant ensemble cast. Um, friends were doing that again and it holds it the test over time. There's moments in that, that I reliably laugh out loud again, ensemble casts, all of these, right? Um, and Big Bang Theory. That's the other one. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. That's a good one, too. Yeah, because it's interesting because I guess there's also so many, like there's context in terms of where are you at your life when you're kind of first watching these shows? Who are you within your yeah. life when you're first watching these shows? There's all these other associations because so much of humor is about connection who we're connecting with when these things mm-hmm. are unfolding is obviously going to be kind of a bit of a part of it as well. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I think one thing I did want to kind of just run through, I think also really, to be honest, as a bit of a reminder for myself, of just like how good laughter is, is just one through mm-hmm. just a quick little list of stuff that it does chemically in our body. So Great. laughter releases our feel good endorphins. And it actually, because of that, can decrease pain significantly and increase our pain thresholds. So um, that's why, like, if you're not feeling well and actually, like, putting on some shows is therapeutic. Like, it literally is. You know, it endorphins are good stuff. Our family doctor, when my kids were little and I would take them to the doctor and they'd have, you know, whatever, bronchitis or strep throat or whatever and it it was going to be like a few days home from school while they got their feet back under them the first thing he would say to them every single time was go home and watch some funny movies oh yeah i love that like he got it right and i'm sorry that just reminded me one he did get it and you you just saying that about a doctor and, and funny i just two i guess not shows but two actors that have always done it for me one robin williams right like in the past like all his ability like his like from mork and mindy on up his ability to be so beautifully vibrantly teetering on crazy in a joyous way is the best thing and i just everything about him those pictures with him and coco the gorilla like like, oh i I forget i don't know if that's 
Coco, if that's not your real name, Gorilla. Um, and you, <laughs> a few of you might be curious. Anyways, there's a gorilla that he actually's had a relationship with. And there's a lot of pictures of mm-hmm. him kind of hanging out with him. And the other is Jim Carrey. There's his ability yep. and from uh, In Living Color. Do you remember that show, In Living Color? It's yeah. where you know he first came from and his skits on that. And talk about physical people came from there. I know. Right. So anyways, yes. Like laughter is very good medicine. And, um, and I have to tell you in that you're touching on Jim Carrey. I, I, I like Jim Carrey. I, sometimes he's too over the top for me, but my probably favorite movie scene in terms of funny ever, the movie was Bruce Almighty. Oh yeah. With Steve Carell. Jim Carrey, and I think Jenna Aniston was in it as well. But the one scene in particular where I can't even think about it without it making me laugh this hard. Where the newscaster's trying to read the news and um Jim so that's Steve Carell, I guess, and Jim Carrey, who is God at this point, is testing it out and he's making Steve Carell do all as he's reading the news. The first time I saw that. I am not exaggerating when I say I laughed so hard that I peed my pants. <laughs> Full on peed my pants. I was beside myself laughing. That is I, awesome. And, well, as you can tell, even thinking about it <laughs> makes me laugh. Like That's that. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, I think the, just remind me of another aspect of um, humor that, that is it, it makes us vulnerable, right? Like when you talk about the metrics for something that is so funny that I like peed my pants, I like barfed a little (laughs) bit, like, or I did all these things that without humor would be somewhat horrifying, but they're the pinnacles of humor. (laughs) (laughs) Embarrassing bodily functions are how we scale humor. (laughs) Totally. And so there's an aspect of vulnerability to humor and vulnerability is receptive. So being that's another one of the gifts of humor is it puts us in a very receptive state, right? Like it puts us in Mm -hmm. a place where we're interpreting. And again, getting back to the brain, we're using the executive regions of our brains to put things in context. We're not in reaction, Mm -hmm. even though you have a reaction there by thinking about Bruce Almighty, right? Like there's that kind of (laughs) that's loaded into your neural pathways and chemicals. But, you know, hopefully it won't ever leave looking at you. (laughs) That's that's with you forever, which is a gift. (laughs) Truly. Also, we realize that <laughs> it's probably best not to drink hot, hot things when you're laughing. <laughs> I know. I had just taken a sip of my tea, and then oh, there we were again. There we were again. <sighs> Anyways, where were we? Oh, yes. I was just going to go through a few, and I'm thinking. Executive function. Yeah. Well, executive functions, yeah, and, and just different regions of our brain. But this started with the idea mm-hmm. of endorphins and decreasing, you know, kind of pain levels mm-hmm. in our body. Um, it 
can help protect our heart. It's good for cardiovascular health because it increases blood flow and it improves the function of blood vessels. Um, mm. And they've, I don't know how they studied this. I kind of want to see how they studied this, but laughter relaxes your whole body for up to 45 minutes after a good laugh. So that's wow. a study I'd love to be a part of somehow. <laughs> like how they set up the yeah. metrics, but it does, it relaxes. So we're not in that kind of sympathetic fight or flight or freeze kind of mm-hmm. thing. We're like on the floor laughing, potentially. I, I- I also just want to say that I've decided that now laughter is my new cardio workout. If it does all that for your heart, it does definitely. So just yeah. after okay. this, so, just put on Bruce Almighty, right? Yeah, that's like a five-kilometer run right there. Okay, you're good. Exactly. Screw the treadmill. <laughs> Screw the treadmill. Um, yeah. So kind of with the cardiovascular stuff, it lowers blood pressure and stress levels, um, and the stuff we mentioned with with connection, it. Uh, also increases intimacy and improves relationship and just generally for mental health it can reduce anxiety stress and depression and these are all kind of studies mm-hmm. that have been done that have looked at the effects of it and um that doesn't even go into the aspect of learning right and i think the learning is a big part of it as well and again looking at like you know kids and different things and just how goofy they are, but that it actually serves a purpose because their brains are so open and open to different connections with different regions of the brains as opposed to things being yeah. this, okay, this is this way and then that way. And um, so learning with an aspect of humor is, in, is we actually, even in adults they see, we tend to remember things more. So if you're like studying for like a big board exam or something, if you can come up with a mnemonic mm-hmm. device or some sort of story where you can remember facts and it's got a little humor in it, you have a better chance mm-hmm. of remembering it. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Humor, all the things, all the time. Sarah's uh, still in Bruce yeah. Almighty World. She's- I- <laughs> You know that now we're going to have to watch that movie tonight in my house. Uh, right? I hope so. I, be, I mean, I, I may have to put a diaper on first, but. <laughs> <laughs> See, something like that. Adult diapers can even be a sign of yeah. progress and growth because you're laughing so hard. <laughs> Very few rate them that way. Yes. But in context. <laughs> yeah, like it could be, and like, you know, the different levels of absorption, you know, on the side of like those boxes and stuff, you can say like, yeah, you know, Bruce Almighty level, like holy smokes, right? <laughs> God, that can hold a lot. See, now I want you, I want you and Caitlin to watch that movie now. I and do want to watch it again. Back. It's been. A I while. want to know if anybody pees. Well, it's interesting. Well, well, our I'm pretty much guarantee you are. If he watches it, our eight-week-old will likely pee because that just happens yeah. every time. <laughs> but I also find it interesting because, you know, like with the – like I'm thinking about Bruce Almighty. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen it and I can then relay it. But when like all of Jim Carrey's movies kind of blur into one another, right? You can remember a yeah. scene with like such precision, but you can't say what movie it's from necessarily unless mm-hmm. it's kind of exactly what – But um so it's, it's, again, shows why humor is the most important aspect, even more than story, right? Because yeah. that's the other yeah. thing is, is it keeps us present, right? Like there's, when you're laughing, that's really all you're doing. You're not worrying about something kind of that you have to do or kind of something in the past, yeah. right? You are in that moment when you're laughing. 
And that in itself obviously has so many gifts with respect to life as we are yeah. learning more and more as we're going along. The power of being present is, is incredibly powerful. It's so potent. And, yeah. and laughter is a good way to do that. And, and I know, I understand, like, it's you, we have to be authentic with it. Like one thing I actually didn't like growing up with these, some of the mm-hmm. sitcoms is a laugh mm-hmm. track. For some reason, yeah. I, that annoyed me because I felt like it wasn't authentic. It wasn't quite real. Even if they were holding up a sign, applause, right? It was, there was something about it that just didn't. And that's why I started my favorite shows, especially like as I got kind of older, were those quote unquote live action ones, like The Office or something that didn't have a laugh track. Mm-hmm. So authenticity mm-hmm. obviously is, um, is very important, but you know, and so in that sense, it is tough to force on one level, but another level, mm-hmm we can set ourselves up for success by making certain things like accessible. And if it, you know, mm-hmm. and if we can try something, whether or not it's like, for me, I've often gone and randomly opened like one of the Gary Larson far side anthologies when I'm feeling a bit like me and to see what mm-hmm. it said. And I, sometimes it'll take me a few flips of the page, but then I'll hit one and I'll laugh. And it won't be that I forget about, what I was worried about before, but somehow mm-hmm. the context shifts a little bit. And it is true, right? Cause it's like, yeah, we hear that all the time. Oh, was that really worth worrying about? Right. And logically no, because really nothing kind of almost is, but we still do mm-hmm. because it's, there's such a weight of it and stuff like that. And kind of laughing, even if we kind of do something like that can shift the focus like, Oh, okay. Right. Like, it's not so much again that I, I'll forget about it, but I can be more like, okay, what can I do about this now? Right. As opposed mm-hmm. to just leaving it as the thought cloud of worry. It's more like, okay, I'm with it. I got to do this thing. How can I do it? Right. So I think even yeah. because we've gone into the present moment, because we've used laughter to get us there, it does set us up to kind of do things and be more efficient in our day. Yeah. Yeah. So on those days when you've got like, a shit ton of things to do just your to-do list is 87 things long start your day by watching that scene from bruce almighty <laughs> you should yes <laughs> i yes yeah. like study the productivity when you start with humor and laughter versus not totally I bet there's a difference i think you're because again yeah. we go into the oh it's a luxury Right. Like even like kind of waking up, you know, I know in our household when we wake up, we kind of are on the go mode. Right. We've got two young kids. We're getting ready for yeah. school and daycare. And Caitlin's running her business. and I'm doing my stuff. And we've got all these things that, you know, to take a moment and allow humor to come in isn't always mm-hmm. the first thing that we kind of do, because, again, there's things to do. But the ability yeah. to. um see what changes when we do does. Cause I, I think, cause the times where, and really it's usually Leo or, you know, or Simon's usually does something mm-hmm. and we're just, and it pierces the, the, that kind of almost unconscious software program that's running of the do I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm making yeah. lunch. I'm doing the dish. I'm doing all the things. And when he pierces that by doing something that he would do, whatever that is, then it does. It makes everything else after that more enjoyable because it, it slaps yeah. you out of kind of wherever you were that you didn't even know you were. Yeah. 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 Well, Sarah, do you know who can um, drink five liters of gasoline and survive? 
why Steph and I don't. Jerry can. <laughs> See, I'm the perfect audience. Well, you are, for especially those. after Bruce Almighty, right? Like, if, if you, everything we've set you up for, like, success, <laughs> like. And I guess that's true, though. That's why they have, like, if you go, like, in a studio audience of a show, they have, like, warm-up acts, right? They're just like, let's get you laughing, right? And it's, But mm-hmm. it is true. So you're ready to. Like, you're almost kind of, your system kind of wants to. Um, anyways, yeah. So laughter, I think, is, it, it is, I still think sometimes it's tough to plan for. Right. Like I think, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I hope you do watch Bruce Almighty again tonight. Right. Like to kind of set that up. Um, but again, it's one of those things. I, I, the more we're talking about this, I realize that I do this too. Is it, I don't prioritize it all the time as much. Right. Like, cause I can yeah. think, oh, there's so many other things. Right. Again, it's almost a bit of a luxury to kind of do. So what are some things we can do to kind of, um, help plan that and still be, yeah, prioritize it, but still make it authentic. Well, I think, um, this is where, this is not the only avenue by a long shot, but I think this is where using like mass produced media entertainment can be a beautiful thing. So, um, in our house, our sort of evening routine. Now we don't have kids living at home anymore. All our kids are grown and gone. And so it's just Steve and I, and um, we eat dinner with the senior citizens at about 4.30 because <laughs> he goes to bed at seven because he's up for work at four. So, you know, we we are definitely not on a regular um schedule for most people our age (laughs) but we eat dinner and we might watch a show at sort of at that point that's like something a little bit more cerebral or or you know requires more brain power and then we go and lie in bed and this is when i get my cuddle because that's what i want is that like just physical proximity cuddle that does my brain um chemistry well and we lie in bed and watch a show and it's always a sitcom at that point in the night because it's something that does not require brain power so those shows that i talked about how we just cycle through those that's how we sort of plan for it in our day because it it works to to watch something that's fairly mindless it doesn't doesn't require anything of us um and we do it pretty habitually almost every day and we end our day with those pieces of laughter i like that yeah your system has learned through that habit mm-hmm. that you're gonna feel good right you're gonna feel good you're gonna yep. feel good during that time so <clears throat> it's a part about the laughter it's part about the connection it's part of you know that whole experience and um, mm-hmm. and I guess that is different now. Cause I, I think, you know, we used to have that appointment, the appointment viewing, right? Like remember Thursdays on NBC, right? Like for the longest time, like that yeah. had like the, all the shows. And so oh, we yeah. could plan for that kind of like, Oh yeah. You know, kind of aspect of it. But, um, 
I think I think it's uh, what you mentioned is good. I, I think looking at where we already allow humor into our lives is a good thing mm -hmm. because it's that aspect of kind of practicing almost that gratitude muscle of what innately we're drawn to already. And then it's easier yeah. to kind of build off of. So, so yeah, so it looks like um, it's, it's time to wrap up here a little bit and um, only a little bit, only a little bit. We're going to wrap up a little, a little bit. bit. So we're going to leave things lingering forever in infinite <laughs> timelines and stuff. And we're going to kind of slightly wrap up. And then in a parallel universe, we're also going to keep going. Right. And in that parallel universe, I'm going to go have lunch with uh, Robin Williams and Jim Carrey and mm -hmm. Gary Larson. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to have chats. We're going to have some good chats. But yep. um, I'm not going to take an elevator. I don't like elevators and I'm <laughs> currently taking steps to avoid them. <laughs> okay i can't deal on that one my favorite one like i think again it was a kid that told me this one is um did you hear about the two antenna that got married i didn't this the ceremony wasn't much but the reception was amazing <laughs> God, that is sophisticated humor i'm sorry everybody <laughs> it's particularly sophisticated coming from a kid <laughs> i know right anyways um okay everybody thank you for kind of joining us here and i invite you guys to let yourself laugh however that looks however inappropriate you might feel give yourself permission to chuckle it's a gift and thankfully we're learning that it's a gift that really delivers in terms of our biology mm -hmm. chemistry and relationships with everything. So uh, follow yeah. Sarah's recommendation, go into Bruce Almighty, see what happens. <laughs> or you can follow my recommendation, watch Airplane. Uh, you're really gonna have to have a low bar for that one. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Comedic genius, that one. Anyways, we want to and, and we want to hear back from you. We want to we want to know about your experiences. Because yeah, I think again, there's so yeah. many and I'm open to exploring more. And um, that's often, you know, that's often where stuff these days comes from is recommendations. So please recommend what makes you laugh yeah. so hard that milk comes out of your nose. That's the threshold I want. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, yeah. uh, have a great day, everybody, and we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye bye. Thanks for joining our conversation today. You can head over to thisbiglifepodcast.com for all the show notes and information. If you loved what you heard here today, would you do us a favor and rate and review the show? It helps more people just like you discover these juicy conversations. And if you know someone you think would love this particular episode, you can even go ahead and share it with them right now. And if you have a topic you would love to hear us discuss, or someone you think would make a great guest for our show, you can submit your ideas using the link in the show notes. And you can always find us on Instagram at this big life podcast. Thanks again. We'll be right back here in your ears next Tuesday. See you then.